looking at the source and then what? The cure for discouragement. How many of us were here? The source and the cure for discouragement. I remember we went on to define what discouragement was. I mentioned to you, and we define discouragement as what? As what? Loss of confidence. And what again? Loss of, yes, loss of confidence. And what, what else? Loss of courage, yes. Yes, lack of enthusiasm, loss of courage, the absence of hope, uh, and you become dispirited, and then you, you become, uh, you know, disenchanted, and then you are weighed down, and then you are discouraged, and then, you know, all of that, you know, we define discouragement. And I remember I mentioned that because the previous Sunday, many people were sharing testimonies. Even at the women's meeting, the testimonies continued. And sometimes there's a tendency to say, oh, how about me? When will my own come? Lord, I'm also trusting you. And uh, before you know what is happening, this story made me want to set in. And I, you know, I, I remember I took us to the word of God. That discouragement comes to what? You know, everyone. There's nobody who has never gone through periods of discouragement. The body challenge is this. We must not remain in that state. Are you listening to me? There's nobody. And I showed us from the apostle. You know, many of us, I don't think you've seen that. That even apostle Paul, you know, there was a time that he felt discouraged. Because of the problems he went through in Asia. In fact, I remember we read it. He said, I will not, yes, I, I will not what? Second Corinthians chapter 1 verse number 8. I will not want you to be ignorant of the problems that came to us when we were in Asia. Oh, they put it there. Uh, of our trouble which came to us in Asia, that were burdened beyond what? Beyond measure. Above what? Above strength, so that we despaired even of life. If you continue, it says that the sentence of death was even over. That's the, the Apostle Paul. You would think he had it just, he was such a powerful man. He had it all easy. Everything was just going on well. This man was just jolly, jolly every day. Everything was just fine. No, no, no. Look at him there. He said, we had the sentence of death in ourselves. We were even thinking of committing suicide because of the troubles, because of the problems that we went through. It was not easy for me. That we should, you know, and then but we learned something that we should not trust in ourselves, but in God who raises the dead. We went further and saw how eventually Paul started turning things around. That he, he, he saw that, oh, the source of some of this discouragement is what? The enemy. Satan wants to discourage you. Because if you are discouraged, you can fight. If you've lost your courage, you can fight. You can resist him. You can battle him. You can push him back. Rather, your, your shoulders will be slumped. Your shoulders will be slumped. He said, oh, that look, we, 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 you know, we don't want Satan to take advantage of him. Because we are not unaware of his devices. He's the one sowing the thoughts. He's the one causing all these things. And because of it, wow, this is it. Now, he went further and the Bible says, he said, now give thanks to God. Instead of going so down, he realized that wait a minute. Oh, thanksgiving to God. I need to praise God. It's called responding in the opposite spirit. Let me tell you something. One major, major weapon against the enemy. Learn to respond in the opposite spirit. Learn to, I was telling people in the work, in the, in the apostolic school, learn to escalate. Many of us don't know how to escalate matters. 
You don't, know to, you don't know to escalate it. So you are weighed down by the circumstance, weighed down by the situation. And, but when you learn to escalate, take it to a realm that you cannot handle. <laughs> as long as you remain in the natural, as long as you remain in, you, you are filled with those thoughts of discouragement, thoughts of you are feeling so down, you are looking at the thing that has not been done. Oh, look at the way Esther shared her testimony. Look at the way she was dancing. Oh, praise the Lord. God did this for me. Look at the way Kule shared his testimony. Praise the Lord. Look at the way Ivy shared his testimony. Oh, and then say, how about me? When am I going to, you know? But meanwhile, and, and you are focused on, on the problem. You are focused on that. And to bring discouragement to you. It will bring discouragement to you. And, and, and I'm, I'm continuing. This is a sequel to that which I shared with you last Sunday. I'm continuing with it. And I'm looking at this morning, releasing the supernatural power of God by the spirit of faith. Releasing the supernatural power of God. This last week was one of the best week I've had in a long time. Amen. Hey, what happened to pastor? I will tell you what happened to pastor. You know. One of the best weeks I've had this, this last week. Still full of the pressure. You don't know sometimes how my schedule is. Full of the pressure. Full of the pressure. But, oh, I'm telling you, it was such a wonderful week. It was such a glorious week. It was such a blessed week. Releasing the supernatural power of God by the spirit of, through the spirit of faith. The supernatural power of God. The same Paul. The same Paul. Let me take you to 2 Corinthians chapter number 4 from verse number 7. 2 Corinthians chapter number 4 from verse number 7. Or maybe we should look at, uh, yeah, from, yes, from verse number. But well, we have this word, this treasure in earthen vessels. That maybe we should start from verse number 1. Let's read from verse number 1 quickly. Verse number 1. Therefore, since we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we do not what? Turn to your neighbor and say, don't lose heart. Turn to your neighbor and say, don't give up. Turn to your neighbor and say, don't be discouraged. Now say, now say to yourself again, and say, now say to yourself, I say, I won't give up. I won't lose heart. I will not be discouraged. I will learn to encourage myself. In the Lord, for my own time is coming. Others may be rejoicing now. They will also soon come and rejoice with me. Amen. How many of us believe that? Or you just said it? How many of us believe? Only few people because how many of us believe that? I saw somebody do like this. No, no, no. How many of us believe that? That's good. I say to you again, be it unto you. According to your faith. Yeah. Now, let's, verse number two. He said, but we, have re, but we have renounced the hidden things of shame, not walking in craftiness, nor what? Handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the what? Commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. Verse number three. But even if our gospel is veiled, <laughs> it is veiled to those who are what? What does it mean if our gospel is veiled? If our gospel is covered, can you see here? We have a veil here. Uh, there are things behind the veil. Oh, how many of us are sure there are things behind the veil? Uh, only Sharon, one, two, three, four. How many of us are not sure that there's anything behind the veil? The A's have it. <laughs> you know, there are things behind the veil. <laughs> Praise God. There are things behind the veil. But the curtain has covered it. The word veil is the word curtain. So it is veiled to those who are what? Perishing. The word perishing there does not translate necessarily into death. It means that those who are being denied the blessing, the goodness, the goodies, the favor, the glory, everything, the total package that God has for them. That look, the problem is that there's a veil covering their mind. Who, who is the one covering this veil? Whose mind the God of this age? There's a God of this age, friends. There's a God of this age, and his name is called who? 
Satan, did you see that is a small g there? Meaning not our God, meaning not the great God of heaven, is called the God of this age. Small g, the God has blinded the minds of those who do not believe. Lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should should shine on them. The enemy has been defeated. Satan has been defeated, but there's a power that he has. What is that? Deception. The moment he will keep you ignorant, he will defeat you. The moment he can get you deceived, he will defeat you. The moment it can do that, it will defeat you. That is why you must know the world. That no matter the circumstances around you, you must focus on the world. Something happened this last week. It was all over the news about a man who saved his daughter from the mouth of a shark. Did anybody hear about it? Ah. How many of us heard about No, I know Alex others heard about it, yes. Apart from Alex, any other person? Ah, you heard about it? Only Alex and, uh, yes, oh, praise God. All of us are very, very busy. (laughs) Amen. You didn't know what happened. So you are not familiar with what was happening. (laughs) Okay, now, this happened. Where did it happen? Was it Perth or Sydney? It was in Perth that this happened. You know what happened? They were by the side of the beach. They were at the beach. And then suddenly, this shark came from nowhere. And grab that girl, young girl, about five years old. Grab the girl. And was and remember they were, and then suddenly the, the shout of all the other ones there, the, 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 the friends, they were shouting, Hoo, that alerted the dad. And the dad thanked God for dads. Thank God for that dad, that the dad did not run. I'm telling you some dads will run. Because here's a shark grabbing, leave my daughter, leave my daughter. No, 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 you don't run and be shouting, leave your daughter. The moment the shark grabbed the daughter, you know what? Did that, and the shark, and he also grabbed his daughter. The shark was holding a grab, and then because the shark was probably very hungry and whatever it is. So the shark followed the dad out of, so the, the, the upper part of the body got out of water. So he, the dad was able to pull it on the sand and started hitting it on the head, hitting it on the head. And it eventually he just dropped the child and then maneuvered and what, and then was able to get back. And the, and the man saved his daughter. But you know, you know the lesson there? You know the lesson I learned there? How was this man... This man, I don't know how, maybe 70 years old, 75 or 80 years old, how was he able to get his daughter out of the mouth of a shark? How was he able to? Escalated the matter. He took the matter into what? He dragged that shark out of his place of comfort. So the moment the shark got on the sand, it lost the majority of his power to maneuver and swim. Why don't you learn to escalate matter to the realm of the world? The moment you can learn to escalate the matter to the realm of the world, Satan cannot handle the world. He's the God of this world. This is his arena. The natural is his arena. The physical is his arena. He's the God of the systems of this world. And the challenge with us Christians is this. We remain rooted in that natural. We don't escalate to the world and the enemy. Anytime you, you are facing him in the natural and in the physical, he will dominate you. If you can learn to escalate it to the realm of the world, oh, you have taken him to a realm he cannot handle, and I'm telling you, you will defeat him. And it became a testimony. It became what was all over the news. They were talking about how the man saved his daughter. But the simple thing that he did was that he took that shark out of the water. The shark wanted to grab the daughter. And because of that, he followed the man what out. And the upper part had left that. And he became very uncomfortable. You know, sharks don't live on sand. They live inside the water. <laughs> Eventually, he had to drop it and then try to do what? Go back. Oh, take the matter to the world. Escalate it to the realm of the spirit and the realm of the world. 
and that shark will give up what belongs to you. In the name of Jesus Christ. Now, 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 look at it. He said, the God of this world has blinded. So he's depriving. So let's continue, verse 5. For we do not preach ourselves, but Jesus Christ the Lord and ourselves, your born servant for Jesus' sake. And then let's continue. For, okay, let's, let's, go, let's go to verse 7. He now says this. He said, for we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. Paul, the apostle said, wait a minute. The excellency of this power, that the power that can deliver, is not on ourselves. We can't face the enemy on ourselves. How do you fight the enemy you don't see? How do you engage with Satan that you cannot see? How do you fight him? He said, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellence of the power may be of what? Be of God and not of us. Then suddenly something that happened to the apostle. <laughs> he said, we are now hard pressed on every side, yet no what? Yet no cloth. We are perplexed, but not in. I thought the apostle despaired of life in verse 1. He said, but now we are perplexed, but not in despair. We are what? Persecuted, but not what? Forsaken. Struck down, but not what? Destroyed. He said, we're always carrying about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus Christ, that the life of Jesus may be manifested even in our body. We are hard-pressed on every side, yet not what? Yet not crushed. We are what? Perplexed, but not in the... What does it mean to be perplexed? What does it mean to be perplexed? No. What does it mean to be perplexed? Confused, yes. But it also means to be confused, yes. To be overwhelmed. It means to be befuddled. It, it means to be, it means to, you know, the, the circumstances are like you, you are, you are, you are, yes. Yes, you are, there's a confusion about it. You are confused like, why? This, this circumstances, this situation. He said, well, I don't understand it. Why this? He said, but I've decided not to despair. Perplexed. He said, we're hard-pressed on every side, yet not what? Not crushed. The pressure was so much, but they couldn't crush him. He wasn't willing to give up. He said, but not in despair. Look at it. He said, continue, persecuted, but no word, forsaken, persecuted, meaning that, you know, because many times, even though it is the enemy, but a lot of times, people can persecute you for your faith. Hello? How many of us know that? You should know that Abba is where for Lao, the case that is just there. He said, but persecuted, but no word, forsaken, I know that my God has not forsaken me. Struck down, but not what? Destroyed. Even though I've been struck down, but not destroyed. Can I read it to you from the Passion Bible? I, I love it. I'm a student of the word. I, 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 you know, I love to study the word. Can I read it from the Passion Bible? Hmm. Do you have the Passion Bible? You don't have it? I have it. I have it. I have various, various, you know, different ones to you from the Passion Bible, and it will very, uh, listen to what it says. It said, we are like common clay jars that carry this glorious treasure within, so that the extraordinary flow of power will be seen as God's, not ours. Though we experience every kind of pressure, we are not crushed. At times, we don't know what to do, but quitting is not an option. Hello? Can you say we don't know? Sometimes we don't know what to do. But quitting is not an option. Persecuted by others, but God has not forsaken what? We may be knocked down, but not knocked out. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. Have you watched Boxing Mad that the boxer is knocked down? He said, We may be knocked upon. And then you are down, but suddenly you what? <laughs> you got yourself <laughs> again, just like this. You're you up again. He said the battle continues. <laughs> but not, but knocked down, but not knocked out. Something had happened to the apostle. 
what happened to the apostle? It started from chapter 2. I'm going to hit that, and I'm going to share some things with us. Something happened to the apostle. What happened to the apostle? He said, the prayer was so much, and we could still were not crushed. You know, we were perplexed, but we didn't give up. We were, we were, we were persecuted, but not forsaken. We were what? Struck down. But not struck out. I was meditating on this. And then the Lord took me to some things. I want to share something. Is, who is, who is, you go to, you're strong. Maybe you go to gym. Even if you don't go to gym, you're, you're strong. You're a very strong person. Who? You carry weight. If you don't go to gym, if you don't, you know, if you're not strong. How many of us, you know you're strong? You're physically strong. Uh, well, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe I will leave. I will leave the women out for this one. I'm not saying women are not strong, amen. But I want the men now because of the assignment I want to give you. So, uh, men now, yeah. How many of us say yes? I'm strong. Yes. yes. Alex is volunteering somebody. <laughs> I, I, I think everybody has volunteered you, Eric. <laughs> you can see that the man is strong. <laughs> now, don't forget the scripture. We are hard pressed on every side. We can call this, what, what do we call this? We can call this man Asis. What? You call what? He called this man Asis. Hmm? I thought I had Dr. Asis. So is that Asis. Yes. Now, what I wanted to do is this. You now see the reason why I was asking for a strong person. This man is hard-pressed on every side. This man is perplexed. This man is, is, is being persecuted. The pressure is so much. Can you apply and squeeze life out of this? Can you uh, squeeze it? Squeeze it. You're a strong man. Please do it. <laughs> squeeze it. Squeeze it. Squeeze it. Uh, with all the pressure, what happened? Nothing is happening to this man. Was it because the pressure was not being applied? Please, can you do it better for me? Oh, Eric. What is happening? So we call this aces. Now, let's call... These, Mr. Ward, Mr. Wafer. That was Mr. Aces, Mr. Wafer. Can you apply solid pressure on Mr. Wafer? Can you apply it? No, no, you're not applying pressure, you're just doing like this. Press it for me. Can you see what happened to Mr. Wafer? Now, what do we call this one? What do we call this? They call this Mr. Spring. Mr. Spring. Can you apply the same pressure on Mr. Spring? You know? Pressure. Can you, can you continue? the problem? What was the problem? Look at the same pressure was applied to Mr. Aces. The same pressure was applied to what? Mr. Wafer. 
it hit Mr. Wafer, but still not crushed. Hit Mr. Asis, as if nothing even was applied to him. But look at Mr. Springman. What was the problem? The problem was what they were each made of. The problem was not the pressure. The problem was what they were made of. That even though when the pressure was applied, look at this, look at this, and look at this. So what exactly are you made of when pressure is applied? I'm sharing with you insight that the Holy Ghost is giving me. What are you made of when pressure is applied to you? And then I had this revelation. Overnight, Thursday stroke Friday. Thank you. Thank you. In that revelation, I saw this. It was like a church setting. Not this uh, setting here. Church setting. It was almost like a conference setting. And then in that setting, something happened. Suddenly, where I sat, I saw this bulldog. This bulldog who came in. Big. Uh, do you know a bulldog? Big. Came in. And it was so close to me. In fact, at the stage, it was like trying to lick my arm. I'm telling you, even in the dream, fear was almost like trying to grip me. Because if that thing should turn and what? Just bite you? Oh, my, my, my. But I, I kept calm. I kept, I was unmoved. And then after a while, he just, what? Shuttle away. And then the scene changed. When the scene changed, it was a friend of mine who were in the fellowship together. Nine years ago, I mean, not nine years ago, um, 1988, how many years ago? Yes, about eight, 1988. We were together in the fellowship, 1988, 31 years ago. And uh, he was, he was, the two of us were in leadership together. And very, very, but this friend of mine passed on nine years ago. I saw him in this revelation. In this revelation, the same bulldog now came. And he now put his hand inside the mouth of the bulldog. And the bulldog just what? Just clamped it down. Clamped it down, and it was like it was not trying to remove his hand. He couldn't remove his hand. He couldn't remove his hand. And the more he was trying, the more the bulldog was 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 crushing it. And he started screaming, "Oh, oh, oh, oh!" It, it was so terrible. He was screaming, and I was I I now like tried to run and. How do we get the owner of the bulldog to get this hand out of it? Was, it was screaming after a while. It was almost like dead to the pain. But the bulldog never, never let go. And then I just woke up from the dream. What kind of a dream is this? And then I heard the Spirit of God said to me, he said, on the flip side, on the flip side, be tenacious with your faith. In the same way that that bulldog did not let go of that, I want you to hold on to my promise and not let go. Le not let go. I 
And then he now said this to me. He said, I want you. And of course, what he says to one, he says to all. I want you to develop. And I want you to start to walk in a bulldog faith. That you will hold on and not let go. Suddenly, you know, remember, he said on the flip side. Because it was almost like, hmm, could this be what, what led to the passing of this? That the enemy, and did not let go. But now, he wasn't even concerned about that. His concern with me was that I wanted to hold on to my promises. That means when pressures will come, when situations will come, when it looked as if the circumstances were what, not what, you hold on. He said, I wanted to, be, I wanted to have a bulldog faith. Bulldog faith. And again, that was when he now took me to this scripture. He said, look, he said he was hard pressed on every side, yet not crushed. He was what? Perplexed, but not in despair. He was persecuted, but not forsaken. He was what? Str was what? Struck down, but not destroyed. What? Why was the apostle able to do this? Let me take you to verse number 13. Verse number 13, because of time, he said, And since we have the same spirit of what? Of faith, according to what is written, I believed, and therefore I spoke. And we also believe, therefore we what? We speak. The word and there is the word is, is the con what? Con what does the conjunction do? Connects to this is connecting what was said earlier on to this. That there's something that has now happened with the apostle. It's called the spirit of faith. This spirit of faith had changed. The, the circumstances had not changed. The situation had not changed in the natural, but something had changed on the inside of the apostle. And he said, now having the same spirit of faith with those who had gone ahead. Having the same spirit of faith with Abraham. Having the same spirit of faith with David. Having the same spirit of faith with what? With, 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 with men who we call the fathers of the faith. He said, according to what is written, I believed. Therefore, what? I spoke. And we also, what? Believe and we speak. What is the spirit of faith? The spirit of faith is a heart attitude that believes that no matter the circumstance and the situation that God will come through. It's a hard attitude. It cannot be defeated. That bulldog held on to that hand no matter what that person was. No, no, he held on. Held on. And it could not be moved. He held on. And I saw there that bulldogs, you know, when bulldogs hold on, <laughs> bulldogs are very they're very what? <laughs> oh, let me show you. Let, let, let me, let, let me, let me. I went, he said, bulldogs have a reputation. They have cute wrinkles on their foreheads. But it isn't their appearance that draws the most attention. Bulldogs are a breed of remarkable ferocity, courage, and tenacity in their grip. They are stubbornly aggressive persistent, and determined. If something belongs to you gets in a bulldog's mouth, don't plan on getting it back. He will hold on, he will lock down, and stand his ground much longer than you want to hang around. That is tenacity. As Christians, we need to be just like the bulldog when it comes to the promises of God. We need to have a bulldog faith. Bulldog faith is one persistent it does not go back. Bulldog faith is persistent. It does not what? It does not go back. Uh, let me quickly take you to Hebrews chapter 10, verse number 38. Hebrews 10, 38. What does it say? Hebrews 10, 38 says, Now the just shall live by faith. But if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. But we are not of those who draw back to perdition but of those who believe to the saving of the soul. 
Faith is more than believing. The very nature of faith is aggressive, is persistent, is determined, is tenacious, is confident and commanding. It is always moving what? Forward. Continually reaching for its goal. Faith is never passive, retreating or moving backwards. Like a bulldog, it seizes a grip and cannot be shaken. Seize a grip and cannot be shaken. I've said this before. I'll repeat it. Sometimes we think God has given. And then we say, okay, God has given. Uh, uh, Lord, whatever, uh, uh, whatever God will do, he will do. God is not the God of Sarah, Sarah. It's not a whatever he will do, he will do. No, 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 no. What God has given by grace, we must possess by our faith. I'll repeat. What God has given by what? By grace, we must possess by our faith. Bulldog faith is persistent. Bulldog faith does not draw back. It does not go back. Number two, bulldog faith bites down and won't let go. Bulldog faith bites down and won't let go. Hebrews 10, 23. Hebrews chapter 10, verse number 23. What does that mean? Hebrews 10, 23. I read it. Let us hold. How do we bite down and do not what? Let go. How do we do that? Let us hold fast to our profession or our confession, the confession of our hope without what? For he who promised is faithful. <laughs> Turn to your room and say, let us hold fast to the confession of our hope. Without what? Without wavering. For he who promised is, is faithful. I didn't have this. I don't know whether they can. How many of us have seen the picture of a bulldog? You know, there's a feature about the bulldog. It has protruding jaw and an indented nose. Not like normal dogs. Normal dogs, their nose are like this. But the bulldog is like that. You know the reason why? So that when it bites down and locks down, it can sit comfortably be breathing without any word. Without any problem. Because the nose is up. It's not down like that. So when it does like this, the nose is this. So it doesn't have any problem with breathing. It's enjoying. It's just locked down. And it says, let us hold fast to our confession. Hold fast to your confession. This is the challenge with a lot of people. When you are with pastor, God is good. How, how are you doing? Oh, pastor, God is good. God is, I'm telling you, we are able to take the mountain. Oh, hallelujah. We are moving and we are moving. I'm telling you. Oh, but now, when pastor is not there, uh, when maybe at home or maybe at work, it is now uh, <laughs> all this faith business. I don't know what, uh, you know. If you talk like that, the Bible says those who waver will not receive anything from the Lord. You know, it, there's a way I know the anointing when you're in an atmosphere or with somebody that carries the spirit of faith. is easier to be in faith. But the victory is not what you say when you're in church. The victory is what you say when you're at home, when nobody's there. Can you, the very nature of, conf, the word confession is the word homologia. Is meaning, what does it mean? Saying the same thing in church at home. Saying the same thing in church at work. Saying the same thing in church on the road. Saying the same thing in church and in your car. That God is able to do it. God is able to do it. That God can turn it around. That God can change it. That God is able. Hold fast to your confession of hope. Hold fast to your confession of faith. Hold fast to what God has spoken to you. Hold fast. Circumstances may change. Circumstances may alter. But Jehovah remains the same yesterday. Remains the same today. Remains the same forever. If you don't hold, if you don't change, if you don't waver with circumstances, I'm telling you, circumstances will eventually line up with what you have believed. What do you have believed? Let us hold fast. How do you hold fast? It means you say the same thing. You 
bite down on the promise of God. You bite down on what God has said to us. You bite down and you never, never let go. You keep talking about it. You keep skip, uh, speaking it. You keep believing it. You keep it in front of you. You develop your ability to see things that be not as though they were. You don't let situations put constant pressure on you. You keep the pressure on the situation. I said, you don't let situations keep what? Put constant pressure on you. You keep the pressure on the situation. You bite down. You know, you don't feel it, you bite down. You don't hear it, you bite down. You don't see it, you bite down. And you keep on with your confession of faith that God is able to do what is able to uh, to do. When you have the spirit of faith, you will develop the bulldog faith. This, and do you know what? That is why, you know, the spirit of faith, the spirit of faith is not land, it is caught. I'll repeat. The spirit of faith is not what? That means that you can't study, 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 study. No. It is good to study, to, to know the world. It's also good to be in an atmosphere of where faith, is, the word of faith, the word of grace is being declared. That is why sometimes people say, I'll get the tape. You cannot catch the spirit of faith by getting the tape. I'll repeat. You can't catch the spirit of faith by what? Getting the tape. You need to be in that atmosphere. You need to be hearing the word. You need to be catching on the word. You need to, your heart needs to be in alignment with the one that has all the faith. You need to be hearing and be receiving for the one that is carrying the spirit. And finally, look at what the apostle now said. Which is where I will round up. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16. What does it? Now, look at what he said. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse number 16. In conclusion, the apostle described his motivation. He said, what exactly? Look, look at the motivation. He said, therefore, we do not what? We do not lose hearts. Even though our what? Outward man is perishing. Yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. Hello? Even though the outward man is what? Is perishing. You know, we will all grow old. Some of us faster than all that. But there's nobody here that says, I will not, in the name of Jesus, I can't grow old. No way. You will grow old. Hello? But one thing is this. Even though your outer man may be growing old, your inner man is actually growing younger and younger. It says, why? Because of the word that is renewing it. He now says this, verse number 17, for our light affliction, all the problems, he's now calling it what? Wow. Second Corinthians chapter 1, the trouble that were burdened beyond measure, were pressed out beyond that we despaired of life, something that changed within the apostle. He now says, These are light affliction, which is but for a what? It's but for a more. There's no trouble, there's no problem, there's no situation that does not have an expiring date. I'll repeat there's no problem, there's no situation, there's no circumstance that does not have what? An expiring date. It came, and in Moses' war, it shall come to, <laughs> you didn't hear me, maybe I'm the only one reading the Bible, it shall come to what? It shall come to what? It shall come to what? It came, and in Moses' world must pass, you know, for our light, that is one thing about winter, I like, I love winter, hello, pastor, it's too cold, sometimes during winter, it doesn't bother me at all, Why? Because it shall come. I'm just waiting until it will what? It will pass. And then I can say, oh, where's the winter now? Eh? It's gone. <laughs> it has come to pass. Amen. Praise God. He said, our light affliction is working for us. An exceeding weight, an eternal weight of glory. At the end of the day, the, I, I, I've learned this. 
that the bigger the problem, the bigger your testimony. <laughs> oh, I, 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 I can hear you. You know, the hardest ground gives God the greatest opportunity to display his glory. And I'm telling you, others who have heard that, oh, look at what he, he's gone through. Look at what he has gone through. Eventually, they will also hear that look at what God has done for him. What God has done for her. In the name of Jesus. Oh, they have heard. They said, this is, you know what, this is what is happening to them. This is what is happening to him. This is what is happening to her. Ba, 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 ba. They said this. They said that the same people will also hear that when the Lord will turn around the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dreams. Uh, it was said among the heathen, come and see what the Lord has done for them. The Lord has done great things for us. Hence, we are what? Hence, we are glad. I said, hence, we are what? Hence, we are what? Hence, we are what? The next testimony is yours. If you believe it. I said, the next testimony is yours. If you believe it. If you will not quit. If you will not give up. If you hold on like a bulldog. If you bite down like a bulldog. If you bite them like a bulldog, it doesn't matter. Yes, it goes. But pastor, how about what, what they are saying about me? Uh, how about what they said about me? You know, I, I learned that in 2010. There's not what anybody is saying about you that will come to pass. If you don't agree with it. So it's not every, what people are saying. It's like it is when you, when you agree with them, when you say what they are saying, that is when whatever they're saying will come to pass. But you choose to agree with God. And agree with what God is saying about you. And they say, they say, oh, I learned everything is uh, not working. He said, no, I'm over the top. They say, ah. But they, they said, the, uh, no, 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 no. It's light affliction. They say, light, say light affliction. Say light affliction. Oh, what, what is happening concerning this issue? They say, my own time will soon come. I said, my own time will soon come. They said, so and so is getting married. When are you going to do your oath? Don't you just worry, I will announce it very, very soon. <laughs> I will announce it very, very soon. Praise God. Hallelujah. They said, Pastor, they said this and that. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, I, I learned, I learned, I learned Dr. Shelley, very powerful testimony about the exams. Oh, praise God. I'm telling you, I'll be the next one to share after doctor. I'm going to pass my own too. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And I will also come wearing my own tie too. In Jesus' name. Praise the name of the Lord. As I praise the name of the Lord. As I praise the name of the Lord. Somebody, your next testimony is yours. In the name of Jesus. I stand here as a prophet of the living God. And I declare concerning you. I said the next testimony is yours. If you don't give up. If you don't give up. If you don't throw out your hand in surrender. I'm telling you something. And look at it. Look at verse number 18. This is it. I'll tell you what, I, what happened to me this week. He said, for we do not look at the things which are seen. But at the things which are not what? For the things which are seen are what? Temporary. But the things which are not seen are what? Are eternal. Paul said, I don't look at the things which are seen. Suddenly, you know, he came to me. He, and, he, and he said to me. And he, he, he said this. He said, I said, he said, I, I, he said, I told you at the beginning of the year that I would do a new thing. And it will spring forth and you will see it. He said, I'm telling you, I'm walking in you and I'm, 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 I'm renewing everything. I, I, I'm, I'm renewing everything. I'm revitalizing everything. I, I'm revitalizing everything. And suddenly, my circumstances have, there's nothing. Nobody gave me half a million dollars. Nobody gave me one million dollars for the church building. Nobody gave me anything of that. But suddenly, the, the picture on my inside started showing me what the picture was painting a picture of the future. The picture of what it has ahead. The picture of those things. Oh, my, my, my. I was so full of joy. I was so full of happiness. I was not looking at the thing which I seen. My bank account has not changed. It does not matter. 
have not moved into a church building, it doesn't matter. It doesn't, it, those things don't matter. But now I, I'm seeing it again more and more. I'm seeing it again more and more. Suddenly, I was so full of the joy. I was so full of the, of the possibilities that lie ahead. I was a happy, happy man. Even though nothing yet has happened in the natural. But something has changed completely on my inside. And I'm telling you, the picture you can see is the future you will have. If the picture can change on your inside, you will possess it on the outside. Again, I want to know we we'll have a building. In the name of Jesus Christ, we will have a building. God is adding more and more people to us. In the name of Jesus, God is increasing us on every side. In Jesus' name, I'm trusting God that in the name of Jesus, oh, we're producing multi-multi-millionaires here. Amen. For the advancement of God's kingdom. In the name of Jesus. How will that happen, pastor? Oh, you may not know how it will happen. You may not be able to calculate and that is not my own problem. That is for him. My own is to trust and believe. My own is to trust and obey. To trust, trust him and obey that God will do what he says, what he will do. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I'll just be happy, man. I'll be going down the stairs of my house. Oh, what the Lord has done for me. I cannot tell him. Pastor, what has God has done is on my inside. It's on my inside. It's on my inside. What's on my inside? Can you start to see on your inside? See yourself, whatever it is you desire, on your inside. See yourself walking down the aisles on your inside. See yourself carrying that thing on your inside. See yourself possessing that possession on your inside. See yourself doing that thing on your inside. And very, and very, very soon, people, others will have to come and rejoice with you. And rejoice because you have seen it. And seen it. I can see him walking in a favor. I can see fighting a battle. I can see bringing in a miracle. The table is being set. And there are so many things on the table. Will you partake of that which is on the table? That is why we're going to break communion. And you're going to say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I want to thank you. I want to thank you. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just want to give you praise. We worship you. The Bible says in that day, he took the bread and he broke it. And he said, this is